be the world champion with a body like that. I am Johnny freaking wrestling. And that's the bottom line. And now, your world podcast champions. Woo! I was getting hyped up from uh, this entrance now. I don't know. I like it a lot. Hey, I like it too. I mean, I ain't gonna lie though. I like. I still like the Seth Rollins burn it down one. But hey, I know. Man, but Judas. Judas ain't too bad though. Judas in my mind. I become. I become. I become. Stop! It. Stop! 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 You're ruining the song. You know that song? I do know that song. So good. Oh my god. Okay. Welcome, guys, to Rumble in Reality. Sorry we missed last week. I forgot what happened. Something happened. Not sure. Oh, Travis is out of town. Yes, that's what it was. That's what it was. So we can blame Travis this week and not Ramsey. <laughs> hey, that's okay. I was out in the rural, so leave me alone. <laughs> so, so first thing that I woke up to this morning is Paige got a new tattoo on her bottom of her um, both left and right hand. Oh, really? What was it? Uh, something not PG. Really? Yep. It. Let me go back and make sure I don't butcher this. It says, on one hand, uh, talk, let's, hold on, let me see, I can't even read it. Talk shit, get bit. Hey, it's a true story. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I guess you're going to be wearing gloves the rest of your wrestling career. It could very well be. <laughs> I mean, she's already known for wearing gloves. I just thought it was pretty funny that I was thinking, man, she must not really care about her career anymore because uh, that's something you usually did, don't do. When did she ever wear gloves? She's always wearing gloves. And look at every. Are you kidding me? I can send you all of her pictures. She's always wore those studded gloves. Yeah, when she makes the entrance, not while she wrestles. I know, but now she's going to have to freaking wear them while she wrestles and while she goes to main. Uh, events and uh, meet, meet, meet and greets. I mean, that's just for little kids and stuff. Love her. I mean, and if she does wrestle again, we don't even know if that'll be the case. I think that's why she doesn't care as much anymore. Maybe. Um, let's think. The few topics we should start on are what, Travis? Jeff Hardy maybe expect to be back pretty soon. That's got I'm... me excited. But yeah, are you excited, Travis? Jeff Hardy? I mean, it's. I'm interested to see if he comes back and gets involved with Matt and Bray. So if everybody keeps thinking and saying that they may do a Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy trio, stable. A stable? Why would you want to? Why would you want to bring these two together? I don't know. Like Bray Hart, Bray Wyatt needs some guidance, so Matt Hardy's the leader and Jeff's the side, and that's already saying online that could happen. I was like, huh. I guess that's That'd different, be... but. I that guess, would be detrimental. I guess that that's would because be so Ray bad. Wyatt has no traction right now, man. I think that's why they're trying to, I don't know. You don't, you don't well, like that and, and I think, no, I mean, that. I, I mean, I've been a big Bray Wyatt fan for, for well, I mean, years at this point now. Um, his main roster run has not been what everybody expected it to be, mm-hmm. which is quite sad, even of itself. Um, but I think the last thing you would want to do is pair him with his quote-unquote arch rival at the moment <laughs> because, I mean, that that kind of defeats the whole purpose there and it, it makes Bray Wyatt a background character again. Yeah, that's a good point, I guess. Yeah, but sometimes those background characters build slowly, like, you know, start undermining the leader. I don't know. 
Yeah, but that but that only works in a long term setting when you haven't really been feuding with the person. I mean, The Rock I think would be the only exception where he had a feud yeah. with the the group that he would later join. So I think that was your real only exception uh, if you if you want to go that route of you know making a guy who has no traction and trying to bum off of the heel stable, mm-hmm. but they had to do that because Rock was uh, being booed anyway. So they they had to do something because they weren't getting the reaction that they expected. So, so if Jeff Hardy returns before WrestleMania, because that's when his. Uh injury was supposed to be fully recovered was like a month before wrestlemania around there what would, right. what would you do what would you do if you had insert him into this stage right now this close to wrestlemania would you wait till after wrestlemania the monday after or would you try to get him on the main event because he's one of the main stars you have popularity wise oh i would definitely try to get him on the main show what would you do if you events how would you insert him and make it look real i mean you know would you go brother nero would you keep him as jeff yes. solo Yes, keep it. No, I, in my opinion, what I think they need to do is they need to keep uh, Matt doing the Woken thing, and what they need to do is like have him summon the Brother Nero out of Jeff to help him in this war. That's what I was kind of hoping for, too, but I'm thinking people are saying that something could happen tonight. I mean, it, we don't know. It, but I kind of rather there be a build-up for, for Brother Nero. Like people who do never, who have never watched Impact or any of their stuff on YouTube, this will just think it's Jeff Hardy. <laughs> so yeah, well, I mean, it it'll be interesting to see how the Brother Nero thing goes because we know at this point that Matt officially owns the trademarks to the Broken Universe, so they have access to use any of the characters or gimmicks or whatever that may be. Uh, entailed with all of that brokenness, if you will. That I hope, now that he does have it and stuff, I really hope they somehow make him broken. I know it sounds stupid, but I just think that was more entertaining because he was like depressed and those kind of things. He's a broken man compared to like... The Broken Hardys were were genius. Like, looking back at it now, you, you look at how it evolved and how it started. It was honestly the most ridiculous thing that I had probably ever seen in wrestling, and it blew up to become the most popular thing in wrestling. It was almost along the same line. Excuse me, I can't talk. Uh, no, it was almost along the same lines as uh, Zack Ryder. When yeah. you think about it, because Zack Ryder had no momentum, no storyline, no purpose, no real defining character, or anything like that, he created this Z True Long Island story back in 2010 or 2011, and he got himself over without the WWE machine. And that's but why I where, have respect for him. That's well, why. and here's here's where it all kind of crashes down, is that Zack Ryder, we, are, we all know how that story went yeah. when he got himself over. He had so, no mojo to keep him going. <laughs> thank God for that. He don't need no mojo. I don't know why the sound's playing in the background. I'm sorry, you had the theme music going for a minute. What'd you say? Uh, the mo he don't need mojo at this moment. He needs just brighter. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But I was just saying like his manager. But uh, yeah, I don't know <laughs> about the whole thing. Let's go on to the next. What's the next? The big thing that's happened in the last two weeks or close. Well, there's there's been a um, a lot of interest in what Ronda Rousey uh, yeah. and her WrestleMania role is going to be. 
and tonight, of course, we've got the the quote unquote contract signing for for Monday Night Raw, which is going to put a lot of. I mean, I think I think we can safely say that Ron is not going to be in the title picture for the Mania match mm-hmm. that had been rumored for a little bit, but I think they're really going to stick to the route of Ronda versus Steph in either a tag match or a one-on-one match. And they're going to play going it safe ba- and make a tag. I've been going back and forth in my head over which one do I think would be better, and I'm still I'm with everybody else and still thinking the tag route is the good way to go because none of us even have a slight indication as to how Ronda is going to perform inside the ring. We we've not seen any training videos, we've not seen any kind of practicing done, so we it's a really unknown uh, factor as to how she's going to be. Actually, yesterday or today. I think I'm sending out a, a sto- little tiny story, but some, some other, but somebody else did. There's actually a video leaked of Ronda Rousey training in the ring. Hey, I mean, it, I'm not, I'm not rooting against her by any means. You know, the only thing that, that I was ever like for was, you know, I didn't like if they were going to insert her into the title picture right I know, away. Nobody I wasn't going to be a fan of that. But what I am a fan of is the fact that she's been a fan her entire life so she's going to take she's taking this opportunity seriously you know which I find it even more interesting because this is the kind of person that WWE doesn't really like to hire when you think about it they don't like all these big fans they want somebody who's a homegrown talent Mm -hmm. so this also makes me wonder if this is going to be a change of pace with all the recent indie star signings um, Ronda Rousey signing all these guys that were fans before they ever got into the business. Are we starting to see, with the influence of Triple H, obviously, are we starting to see where the passion and the love for the business is actually starting to um, overrule the, oh, hey, let's let's just take somebody who was once an athlete elsewhere and we can make him a wrestler. Because you, you and I both know in order to be successful, you have to have a passion for this business in order to do it. And Oh, that's it's your girl's birthday today? Tell her happy birthday. Do what? Your girl's birthday's today? Yeah. And you're out of town. Man, what an ass. Dude, I don't need, we don't need to discuss this on air. Yeah, we do. I just got to, okay, I was sitting here, and if you're listening to the um, podcast, you can hear my phone vibrate real quick on the table. And it said, uh, Paige and two of their friends have birthdays today. And I was thinking, oh, the guy I'm podcasting with is her boyfriend, and he's in Las Vegas. What a dick. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a longer story <laughs> I love that putting you, you on will spot. not bring up here. I love putting you on spot. Okay, next next topic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, this is pretty funny. Um, oh, Rua, I don't know if uh, we didn't talk about it last week, but you know they let go of Rich Swan. Yeah, yeah, which I, I think almost anybody could have seen that coming. Yeah, that's not really so. news to me, but let's see. Next, Velveteen Dream got pretty lippy on, yeah, on, Facebook, on Twitter. I wrote, I wrote about that, which is, do you think, okay, let's, uh, you can tell everybody said first, and I'll give you the question. So Velveteen Dream, who is also Patrick Clark, for those of you that watched the last season of Tough Enough, um, he was a real standout prospect to actually win the Tough Enough show. Obviously, we know where that went, and we know where that winner is, and that's on the unemployment line for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, Patrick Clark, he got a, a developmental contract. He's now turned this almost goldest slash prince-esque uh, character out of it called Velveteen Dream. He's turned it into a success 
within a matter of about three or four months. Like, the crowd loves it. It's it's the weirdest thing. It was a gimmick that I thought was going to actually... Um, I didn't think he stood a chance with this gimmick. I was like, wow, you're going to give this guy who obviously has the talent to do this in-ring stuff and has charisma to do it, you're going to give him this kind of gimmick, and yet he has taken it, and he just has ran straight to the end zone for this, and he's he's done so good. And he posted something on Twitter with the recent signings of Ricochet, EC3, War Machine, and a few others. He's like, basically, WWE needs to stop signing all these indie talents and pushing them to the front of the line because I'm here, I'm a homegrown talent, and I've already got a lot of success to, to back what I'm so, saying. the way it came off pretty much, do you think it's a play, just like it's a, a storyline? People are saying it could be a play for Ricochet and him and a feud. Which would be awesome. If that's the case, then awesome. I'm glad that they would they would think that far in advance and they would actually... <laughs> I know. You know, what's what's amazing to me is while we get so sick of the way WWE pushes social media, especially their Twitter and Facebooks and all that, um, WWE does a real good job of utilizing um, Twitter and social media sometimes to either start or progress um, storylines when you think about it. Um, I know this isn't WWE related, but Chris Jericho, who's a WWE talent, and a God the, the few that, that him and Kenny Omega had started on Twitter, and so many people bought into it. But at the same time, people were questioning, is, you know, is it a work? Is this real? Exactly. You know, like that. And they've realized and that, to start doing that now. Well, and what was great was, you know, at the time when that started, nobody knew what that meant because, you know, nobody expected Jericho to ever show up in New Japan. Mm -hmm. But um, we all know how that turned out and what that led to. And that was great. That was great business because it, it gave that illusion that we miss so much from wrestling now because that's part of what the allure was, the excitement of not knowing what's coming, who feuds with who, the mysterious between what's reality and what's uh, what's not, you know, Jericho gets that, and he gets that concept well. And if Dream is doing this right now, if Velveteen Dream is starting this now, or WWE is starting to teach their guys to utilize this method, man, I mean, this can start with some real good feuds for later on down the line. Yeah, that's true. So, and I think it would be great if this is the way to bring Ricochet um, into the fold because him and him and Velveteen in a match, dude, that actually sounds pretty, pretty stout. You know, that's take. Yeah, that is takeover. Um, so we're gonna go for a tiny little break, and the last we're doing a shorter episode today. We gotta do things today. So the last fifteen minutes, we're gonna the, the vote to the elimination chamber. Be right back. Hey guys, this is Ramsey. If you're liking what you're hearing today on Rumbling Reality, don't be afraid to give us a good comment. Give us a five star on the podcast app you're using. If you love wrestling, uh, go to rumblingrumors.com. There's tons of wrestling stuff there for you. And if you want to talk to me or Travis, go on Twitter, WWE Ramsey or Travis Falhark. Uh, that's all I got to say. Back to the show, guys. And we're back, and let's do a little bit of Elimination... I don't know what you said. Elimination Chamber break. I know. Why are you drawing that out? That sounded so weird. I, you know, I'm a weird guy. Um, 
you think? Yeah, I know. Let's bring up the match card so I can go with this. Titus World. Why? Oh, God. See, every time I bring up a match card online, there's like 20 different ads that pop up, and this is why you guys are hearing some random music sometimes. I have to, like, click (laughs) off. Okay. So, don't read any freaking spoil Match card. Okay. Obviously, what you just said. Cesaro and Sheamus versus Titus Worldwide. Um, this match was put together really quickly, and it was announced over on www.com, which is pretty not exciting. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this is this is a no-nothing feud. I mean, this hasn't really even I been mean, a feud, even though they have... should be on TV right now compared to, like, or in that spot? I mean, does Steeding Titus Worldwide really deserve that spot? I mean, they haven't really built long enough for... I don't know. No, but you know what? Titus Worldwide's actually somewhat entertaining. Um, I think it's actually showcasing Apollo Crews has a Apollo lot of Crews is not not really. It he, I, I mean, he, he, he did so pretty short good. Storylines. He's or sorry, he falls so short when he's talking on the camera. Man, I don't know. It is. I think so... it just is more the more he gets comfortable with it because I mean he oh, hasn't yeah. really been given a chance That's to true. really be on the mic much. So. I feel like it's a Bobby Lashley. Like, remember Bobby Lashley was a big old dude, but he talked, mm-hmm. and he's like, ugh. Now he's better, but, you know, how many years later is he better, you know? Sure, sure. Could, oh, could we see Bobby Lashley tonight? No. No. I'm pretty sure if he does come back, it's going to be after after WrestleMania. More than likely, that would be my guesstimate, too. Who are you going for? Um, Zaro and Sheamus, The Bar, or Titus Worldwide? I, you know, I like Titus Worldwide, but yeah, right now the bar is pretty much the only solid tag team on Raw right now. So, I mean, I think this was just kind of that, you know, they had to add some kind of tag team title match to the card. So they just were like, hey, we'll put this on the kickoff show. Um, Ooh, but... before we get back into this, okay, I'll go with the bar too. Before we get back into the match card, are you excited that WWE is doing away with the multi-pay-per-views? Yes. Yes. Man, Thank that's God like fine. It's like it's on it's, it's like a breath of fresh air. It's like too much. <laughs> well, here's and here's my only complaint with it is there's been talks of it being a four to five hour pay-per-view since they're going to put oh both brands God. on both shows. So yeah, if it goes to four to five hours per pay-per-view, that's still oversaturation, and that's gonna that's gonna defeat the purpose. The thing that I that but you and it's I not talked it's about, not on two separate days, which is kind of nice. Well, the thing that you and I talked about um, back when they originally announced the brand split was about the pay-per-view concepts. Were they going to go back to? you know, um, uh, brand-exclusive pay-per-views like they did into the second year of the original brand extension, yeah. which I thought was a great idea to do because it kind of develops each brand's identity. The part where that failed was that they were doing one pay-per-view per brand per month. Mm-hmm. When back in the original brand split, we had uh, one one brand's pay-per-view we had a month in between, and then we would either go into the net, the the same brand's pay-per-view, or it would be the dual-branded pay-per-view, and that's where I think they failed this time around. Was they had too many pay-per-views, and you know you have a backlash pay-per-view for SmackDown, and then the following month you've got another SmackDown pay-per-view. So it just, but then you got another Raw pay-per-view as well, mm-hmm. and you had another Raw pay-per-view. There, there was just too much. You know, yeah. if you would have made it to where it was every 
other month is ever is a different brand like SmackDown would have been April, Raw would have been May, SmackDown is June. If it would have been like that, it would have probably been a lot better and more beneficial. But since they didn't go that route, yeah, get away with the dual, uh, get away from the the single branded pay per views and go back to dual. It just it it just makes it that much more better. I'm just excited for it to kind of be over with because. As you get old, I mean, if you're a young kid, you're a young kid. You look forward to those things. There's nothing to do. But as you become an adult and stuff, it's like it's not have time for like this many pay per views. Well, and, and the product becomes that, so raw. SmackDown, NXT, Two Hundred Five Live. It's like there's oh, too there's so much there's so much, and yeah, you get bored of it and you get drained where you're like, yeah, I just don't really care what goes on here or here. So <laughs> really, it's like I don't know. And that's that's not even accounting if you watch other promotions or in other sports. Right. It's like it's exactly. too freaking much. Um, okay, back to the Elimination Chamber match card. Luke Gallows, Carl, Carl Anderson versus Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Another throwaway match on the pre-show, but I'm so. going Gallows and Anderson. Yes. Why do you say it's a throwaway match? Because they're not. I think they're just nerds. First, n- no, it's it's more so. In, who who are they? Who was the club facing again? Say it again. Who? Who tomorrow? Oh, the Mirage, no. right? Yeah. Well, what happened to the revival? Weren't they just feuding with the revival? That's what I was wondering too. Is like, what happened to them? You know what I mean? This is this is my point. It's a throwaway match. Like, you're only put why why the Mirage? Like, they haven't been feuding with the Good Brothers. Yeah, but it just it just it, uh, that's that's what I'm saying. It's a throwaway match. It doesn't make sense. Um, Gallows and Anderson better win this thing because they can't really get any more love, and it seems like WWE doesn't really care to push the Balor Club like they should. Um, hopefully that'll change after tonight, but we'll see. Um, I'm gonna go for obviously Luke Gallows and Anderson, Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. versus Matt Hardy. Um, Matt Hardy. Me too. I mean, what's I mean, sadly, but what's the point of making Bray win at this point? It, it, that's that's kind of where I'm at, and I hate saying that because I, mean, I I love you have a, you I have love a guy Bray trying Wyatt. to establish his uh, a newer character still, and you have Bray Wyatt who they just throw away and are inconsistent with anyways. So I'd rather see one mm-hmm. person succeed than both just keep both you know messing up on them. Yep, agreed, and that's that's sad to say because, like I said, I'm a I'm a Bray Wyatt fan, but they've they've pretty much it's it's like what we've said before on the show when you book someone to look weak, then that's when people start uh, stop caring about them, and they've pretty much been doing that to Bray Wyatt yeah, for a few years. I think that's is that, is that their goal because they just uh, succeeded for us. Yep. And so yep, I will definitely go with Matt Hardy as well. Okay. And Asuka versus Nia Jax. No, oh, this Which, one's. I mean, what do you do here? This doesn't. There's. There's no. To me, there's no question on it. Asuka wins. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, but I'm still the one that's hoping that she chooses to go to SmackDown uh, and does Asuka versus Charlotte. I'd rather see that for for WrestleMania personally. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, I will go. I want. I just want Oscar to keep her. Uh, I, I'd rather Oscar lose her streak at a pay per view that means something. Uh, so I'll go with Oscar. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Bailey versus Mandy Rose versus Mickey James versus Sasha Banks versus Sonya Deville 
Elimination Chamber, first ever women's Elimination Chamber. And before we get into our picks, I have to say something to you. We have a first ever seven-man men Elimination Chamber. There's going to be an extra chamber open, man. Why? How are they going to start? How are they going to start a chamber match with one empty chamber? Could they? Should they enter in a random person uh, on the spot? Why not? What are you talking? What are you talking about? Isn't there? Didn't they make an extra chamber this year? Or no, are they just going to have them start early? No, they're just having three dudes start. Ah, oh, that sucks. I was really hoping they would do another chamber because they did like a. You know, I heard they revamped it again. Well, no, they just revamped it from the, oh, okay. or it's, it's the one that we saw last year. Okay, I was so excited, that's kind of cool, and I was like, dang, never mind. <laughs> so first we start yeah, with a no. triple threat match, and then it goes, okay, I see. Yeah. So do you really think Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville should be in this kind of match already? I mean, it seems who, very Who early. else are you going to put, who else are you going to put there? I mean, I don't know, I just feel like it's a little early. Again, who else are you gonna put though? I don't know. It'd be really, I mean, it'd be really cool just to spark some interest and bring put like Trish Stratus in there or bring for some. She, she ain't gonna do that. She ain't gonna do that. I know. I'm just saying, like, it just doesn't like sit with me well that they have two really, really fresh people in a elimination chamber match. Yeah, well, you know, we've seen something like this before. Because correct me if I'm wrong, didn't uh, DiBiase and and Cody Rhodes? Weren't they in a chamber match too? Like when they had first started the legacy? I guess it's a little different with guys because those guys they've been training for a long time, and I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure that Sonny Deville and Mandy Rose have not been training for five, six years, or more. Well, they were on the they were on that same season of Tough Enough that uh, we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, Tough Enough Park people aren't even like in the wrestling. But half the time they go to Tough Enough, you're not even a wrestler beforehand. You just have always wanted to be one, or you thought it was a cool idea. And a lot of those women, well, sadly, degree, yeah. a lot of those women, sadly, have no backgrounds when they go on Tough Enough. They've just always loved it, kind of thing. Well, well, some of them have, sure. But I mean, I get where you're going, but I don't think there's really an issue with. So we're comparing two guys whose dad's been in wrestling their whole lives, being in a major match, compared to Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, who haven't even had many single matches coming up to this. Yeah, but again, who are you gonna go with? And honestly, I think Mandy Rose is probably gonna have a, uh, she's gonna have a good career going forward. So I mean, I don't, I think she will. I think she's got it. I think Mandy Rose is gonna end up having a, she's gonna have a great career going forward. But yeah, I think I think it's okay that they're both in this. So it doesn't bother me. You just you just want to see more women. I mean, isn't that just about any guy? Yeah, that's true. Okay, but for pick wise, um, Alexa Bliss, no, no question on it. You know something about Alexa Bliss. You know what's funny to me? I was going off a little, t- little tangent real quick, so we make the show a little bit more interesting. Not just uh, whatever, and uh, we have a little <laughs> bit of time. Uh, you know what's funny to me? I was reading somewhere Alexa Bliss's interview uh, recently, last the last day or two, and she said that she always felt so, um, like you know, like like almost like nothing, I guess, because on NXT she wasn't part of this revolution, the Four Horsewomen. So, mm-hmm. but it's funny that now she's like the staple of the women's division. Like, I mean, she's like the, one of the top dogs now compared to like half of the, I mean, the girls in the four horsewomen are not even that popular besides Charlotte, really. Yeah. Well, and Banks, Sasha Banks too. Yeah. But she, unless she turns heel tonight, I'm getting tired of her. Cause I love, I love, always love Sasha Banks, but as a face, it just does not do it for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Her heel work is just I mean, she's that way better. much I mean, her, better. She's a boss. 
aren't bosses supposed to be usually heels or bad guys? Because, oh, that's a boss. I mean, oh, that's the boss. It just doesn't sound, I don't know. Well, you you're, you got to remember about the generation you're talking about this day and age. Remember, they, they're like, oh, I'm all boss out. You know, I'm the boss, you know. And all that nice jazz. Yeah, I don't true. know how they do that. I don't know that when you have this day and age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Travis, you're older than me, or younger than me, so what are you talking about? I know. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, so who'd you pick, you said? Sorry. I, I said Bliss. Bliss? I will pick Bliss. Chamber too. is Bliss. I pick Bliss, too. Should probably lose yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, more than likely. Braun Strowman, Elias, Finn Balor, John Cena, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and The Miz all go one-on-one against each is other. That all, is that all the matches? That I have on this, that I have on my uh, thing, yeah. Wow, really? That's a, well, you got to realize those uh, chamber matches are like probably an hour and 15. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I, I guess that's a fair point. I just, I for whatever reason thought there was more. <laughs> no, I was reading it but they too. Also got the... I had to go to three different sites to make sure this was the right one. I hope we're not leaving out any. Well, and they also got the Ronda Rousey contract signing segment that's going to go on tonight too. So that'll probably be a while. Um, that's true. And uh, hopefully some kind of, hopefully something to get me a little more excited for WrestleMania starts tonight. Right. This um, is is it is it just me or is this one of the least WrestleManias in a long time I've not been excited for. Well, we kind of said that for WrestleMania 33, too. And now it's, you know, WrestleMania 33 ended up being a pretty decent show. Because so, of the Hardy Boys, for me, at least. <laughs> if that's the only thing that you enjoy from it, yes. then, no, then you obviously didn't really enjoy it. No, I, no, I enjoyed so, it. But I'm, I'm just kidding kind of thing, but yeah. It, yeah, now you're just kidding, but okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, I mean, I it was, uh, dang, it was sounds. Uh, it was good. I liked it. I mean, look at my Twitter during thing. It was really good, but I just, you know, me, Jeff Hardy's my favorite guy, so I was excited Oh, I that. know. I know. But, um, let's see. If, getting back to the chamber on, on hand, uh, let's see. First off, not a fan of the seven-guy concept. There's already six guys. You don't need to add a seventh in there, so WWE's just stupid in this, but whatever. You know, you get more stars in it. Um, you know why? You know why I think this happened? And I have no idea why we didn't talk about it today, because it's the most major topic right now, is mm-hmm. I think there may be having something going on with Roman Reigns. Because as of a day or two ago, Roman Reigns, um, more stuff came out about the steroid ring, and Roman mm-hmm. Reigns, uh, supposedly next two weeks, they have proof that Roman Reigns had been buying steroids from uh, this filmmaker guy. So, Which, I mean, if that's... If, that's if that's true, then you know you're about to see Roman Reigns. Um, everybody else is about to see exactly what they've been wanting from Roman Reigns, which is a de-escalation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if this call, if this all does come out, WWE's going to have a huge, huge cake on the face that's not going to be able to be wiped and off. I easily. just have a feeling that they inserted Seth Rollins so abruptly, so randomly in a seven. It just everything looks so weird. A seven-man elimination chamber just so randomly timed. That I'm just thinking, like, they've always liked Rollins and they kind of have him in the back burner and he has the popularity. And then the next the next thing I was going to say is there are already rumors of a triple threat match of Brock Lesnar, Reigns, and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Would you see, want to of see that? Of course. No. Okay. I don't want to. I'm not looking forward to any prospect of Reigns versus Lesnar to begin with. Um, 
honestly the only match that I would e- that I'm even remotely interested in seeing for Mania when it comes to the Universal Title picture, which they are not going to do it. It's already been established. Mm. It didn't happen when it was supposed to already, and I don't see it happening now. Um, the only thing that would intrigue me would be Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. Why? That, I think that's it. Really, actually sounds like it could be. I don't know. I don't know. Those two guys together it seems like Lesnar just kill him in real life. It's hard for me to believe, you know. AJ Styles would be the exact same way though. AJ Styles did. is a little more bulkier. He just has that like he's an older look to him. You'd think he. Could but he works the same. But he works the same type of style as I know, Finn Balor. I don't know the style. Does. I'm just saying when you're looking at them, two guys and stuff. AJ Styles the way he's been around the block. He could handle himself. Those kind of things compared to Finn Balor. He's younger. He's not as not as thick or not as doesn't look like he could hold himself in like a you know a fist fight with him. I'm not saying. But you know this can this can serve for a number of purposes because mm-hmm. you put Balor into the mix if he's the one that they end up uh, going with. You push Balor to be this underdog going up against Lesnar, which you know the story there writes itself. David yeah. versus Goliath. But then you add in the fact that you've got Gallows and Anderson who are part of the club, and they could easily, easily at WrestleMania, they could pull the double turn, you know, because Lesnar would be walking in as the heel, and uh, Balor could be the face. But can you imagine if Anderson and Gallows come out and help screw Brock Lesnar to so that Finn Balor, which this can also be part of the story too, Ooh, he's yeah. fighting, he's he's fighting for the title that he never lost. So he unjustly that already sounds feels like a better like... storyline than the ones they're coming up with. So yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I like Finn Balor. I'd rather Finn Balor to go over Brock Lesnar any day. But when you put him and, like that, and, and, and like for him that... to go heel, and for him to go heel on that too, man, it, I've seen, I've only seen bits and pieces of it from uh, from Japan. Mm-hmm. But he was a heel, obviously, because the Bullet Club stable was a heel when it started, um, and his heel work apparently is amazing. So, I mean. We could look at the prospect of a of a bad guy Balor, you know, which would be interesting to see. Yeah, that's actually not bad. I I honestly prefer that. To I would honest, too. That but sounds like better than what he's doing. I'm I'm just saying, but you know, I'll put that. I'll put that's that as my one of marks and the. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's I'm a Mark Booker. <laughs> no, no, I'll put some I'll put a little thing in little um, details for a show. Bad guy Balor. Um. So. Um. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? I mean, it doesn't sound like a bad idea. The way you put it, I mean, I'm, I'd be down for that. But back to the Elimination card, I, for one, am going to pick Elias because I think that's the I one I knew you were going to do that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one guy. It's so weird that Finn Balor used to be like And you my, know he's not going to win. I know, but Finn Balor used to be my guy. And, uh, you know, John Cena's always been my guy. Roman Reigns never really been my guy, but he is the guy. Uh, I was Miz, about to say it too. <laughs> the Miz is uh, good. I've always liked him. Seth Rollins always liked him. Braun Strowman has actually really grown on me. I think he does. He does deserve something kind of title shot. But something about Elias. Something Elias stands out to me so much better than the rest of the guys. It's because his persona and the way he's carried himself, on top of just being a you know jacked up dude, and his matches are good. I just really like him. I think it'd be something different for WrestleMania going in, and it'd be exciting. Yeah. And it very well could be, but you know, only time will tell. Um, and what a major push think... that would be! Can you, that'd be such a major push, such. Yeah, 
if Strowman if Strowman wins tonight, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be disappointed with it. Um, but if you're asking me who I want to win, and I'm not doing the I'm not doing the what we normally do of who we want to win and who uh-huh. we think at this point. Uh, but I'm I'm going with who I want, and I'm picking Balor. I'm still going Finn Balor. I'm so. so it's weird. It's weird. I I, I switched so quick. I switched like this, but you know me. I've always been Balor guy. When Balor are you pushing stuff? But there's something about Elias recently. He's just showing more like passion, and he's showing more like I don't know what it is. I'll tell you this: if Balor doesn't win tonight. This can this can lead into even a good feud with him and Seth Rollins if Rollins that's what, doesn't win. That's what they're all talking about online. They're all talking about Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins, and if that happens, well, because if that happens, the story itself story, would, again, yeah, it, it totally dates back to uh, the SummerSlam match because you could use that as part of the angle too. Because the fact mm-hmm. I think WWE did this on purpose too. Yeah, is they set it up to where Rollins and Balor both Balor both got the cover. And I guarantee you, if neither one of them wins it tonight, then they'll probably look at putting them together in a match because it writes itself, right. and Balor and Balor will turn heel before he goes into the Mania match. Um, and at that point, you can easily write it as, well, Seth, you're the one that took the title from me that I never lost. You put me on the shelf for uh, eight or nine months, however long it was, and you caused me to have to relinquish the Universal title the day after I got it. That story writes itself that now you're just looking for payback, and then you took the opportunity away at the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, granted, um, I was still in the Chamber match, but you getting in on it because you know I got the winning pinfall, and they had to make an exception for you because you're the golden boy, and you know nobody says that I'm over. They can use that as part of it too. You know yeah. what I mean? He's a WWE guy. He's getting over. And yet, they uh, some officials feel like he's not even Finn Balor's not even close to being over. Can, you can throw that into there too. And what if that's part of it? One thing I ask you is Seth Rollins and Elias related at all? Guys, <laughs> I've seen so many freaking memes the last uh, couple of weeks because Elias has gotten so much bigger and popular that uh, it just people are comparing them to be like little twins. Um, but yeah, uh, I think you're right. Uh, one thing that I don't want to give away because I've I really haven't heard of this to be true, but can you imagine tonight if we finally see Seth Rollins turn heel again or Roman Reigns finally turn heel? Oh, I do steroids. I don't care. You know, it'd be crazy. I mean, it could, but I don't think it'll happen just yet. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm still picking Balor, and I'm going with Balor. So okay, and Elias, you're. Then. Going with Elias. But that's, right, who I, that's, who I, that's who I like, though. That's the problem. It's not who I think is going to win. I think Braun Strowman is going to win. Hey, you know, he has a good shot as anybody does at this point. Wait, hold on. Is Roman Reigns in this match? Right? Duh. Yeah, it's weird because if it wasn't this whole steroid thing in the mix, I would say immediately Roman Reigns is going to win. But the only, Well, but, sure. But here's the thing. Do you Before we let you, let you go, because I know you're tired and probably want it, whatever. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Taker is going to come back tonight anyway for a John Cena match? Because, I mean, how and what is John Cena going to be put into this close to WrestleMania? And I find it funny that for two I mean, we used to have three, four-month build-ups to WrestleMania for matches, and it seems like they're just throwing this shit together last minute now. Well, they are. I mean, that's pretty much what WWE I mean, does now. God, remember the Rock and John Cena a year build up, the rematch a year build up. Now we're having one month build ups of things we don't even know about yet. It's crazy. 
Yeah, well, that's a that's another problem I mean, with wrestling in general. So I mean, come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I I'm not a fan of the Rush storylines already. Um, do I think that they're probably going to do something with Taker tonight? No. Do I think that they'll do something with Taker over the next couple weeks? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Man, I, I, did you see him and Michelle McCool working out? Taker looks good. Taker's oh, looking good, my, man. It's not about his freaking wife. I don't care about him. No, whatever. Michelle I'm, I'm McCool, man, him. she is super freaking sexy for her age. No, she is. Don't get me wrong. Man, what I was Taker. interested in was just seeing Taker, who's got a, a, a replaced hip, yeah. who's looking in good shape. You know, so Taker knows to how to pick that. his Texas girls. I'm telling you, we do it right down man, in Texas. Man, she is like she's in crazy shape. I'm like, and dang, Taker has a man. He's retired, but he's not retired. Young. Okay. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to conclude the show, and <laughs> I don't know why it's like that. I'm tired. Okay, guys, uh, thank you for being with us today, and I'll let Travis uh, send us out, Texas style. All right, All right. we'll do. So, of course, you know who we are. You've been listening to us, so do us a favor. You need to go like us over on Facebook if you like. haven't already, which you should have. You should go follow us on Twitter if oh. you haven't already started following us. And as you know, go visit www.rumblingrumors.com or just rumblingrumors.com yes. for all of your free HD wallpapers designed by Ramsey. You can follow Ramsey on Twitter at WWE underscore Ramsey. You can follow me at Travis underscore Falhark, the actual star of the show. No, let's get real. And as always, everybody, y'all can take care and go do something fun for the day. All right, guys, and I got to say, I like that little thing where I can actually add into the outro for now and give you little sound effects. I'm going to start doing that from now on. All right, guys. It's so cute. Oh, God, don't say that. Everybody have a good one. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Have a good weekend, Illumination Chamber. Peace. And until next time, goodbye and good night. Bang.